Two unemployed actors. Two unemployed actors. They're just between projects. Welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max, and Sam isn't with us this week. You might remember last episode, he was a bit crook, and it was uh, fun editing out all those coughs. But anyway, um, it's all me. Aren't you lucky? So... Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. I'll spare you uh, Sam's melodramatic coughing noises this week. Today, I'm going to give you an update on what's been keeping me busy lately in the last week or so, and some tips on a recurring question, one that I get asked a lot from um, actors who are searching for an agent, actors who are with an agent and looking to take another step. We've had a few questions emailed to us as well and through our social media particularly on how do we uh, step into the industry and find the right agent for me. So first up, since last podcast, uh, I've been juggling three scripts and it's been fun, if not a little bit intimidating because very, very different characters uh, from the second read of a script to script analysis and uh, getting off book on, on all three or at least most of them for the play. So you might remember last week was the culmination of me trying to get away from being so busy with uh, podcast and voiceover work that was aimed at supporting uh, my acting to actually flipping it and, and, and being really busy on set acting, doing what I'm really passionate about. Not that I'm not passionate about talking to you guys, I am, but I'm here because uh, I love acting. And finished up on Monday, Tuesday with a lead in a student film through AFTT here in Sydney. Uh, great crew, great bunch of people, and uh, was a lot of fun uh, playing out a character who is a real asshole when it comes to managing people. He, he meets his match, he gets some karma is served. So once that's finished in the edit, I will upload the uh, link to the finished, finished film. And in the meantime, I'll just put some uh, photos of uh, the shoot on the episode link. So that was fun. Um, rehearsal for the play, just still trying to get off book on the last couple of scenes, uh, ready for next Sunday. Really want to be off book this Sunday. And I've got another student film, funnily enough, with AFTT as well. Uh, I've got the lead in that on next week. It's Monday, Tuesday. Certainly a very different role to the one I was playing on Monday. It's really about uh, playing a middle-aged guy at the peak of his career, but suffering from a little bit of burnout and uh, his relationships suffer. <laughs> so it's a really cool script, really original, and um, looking forward to, to playing that out. So I've got a bit of work to do when it comes to you know juggling these scripts and uh, really fleshing out these characters. It's a lot of fun and it's busy. In the middle of it all, a couple of jobs from the agent. One, self-tape for a TV, TVC audition that I couldn't make because I was on set. Managed to get that underway. I mean, I, I really do love being in the room because you get that feedback that's instant. Can you try it this way? Can you try a bit of this? And that kind of gives you a clue as to what they might be looking for. Obviously, you know, I can play around a lot more when I'm when I own the room and when I'm doing a self tape. You know, really put together a whole lot of different different scenarios that I can quickly sort of edit um, to make it a nice little you know thirty second package, for example, for the casting director to see what I think they're looking for first up and then a few very different sort of takes on on that. So, lots happening. Um, I thought before I get into answering a question on how to find uh, an agent who's right for you, 
I'll take a step back to the mid-90s when I was a teenager on the Gold Coast here in Australia uh, looking for an agent and and really getting busy with some work. To paint the picture, there's Warner Brothers Studios on the Gold Coast, a few really huge sound stages. In fact, I think they just opened another one recently. And uh, at the time, the Australian dollar was really low, uh, towards 60 cents. So pretty much where it is now, almost <laughs> a bit lower. Um, and a lot of American productions were coming across, a lot of international productions and a lot of local productions as well. The sound stages were booked out for, for months and months in advance. And, uh, you know, there was one production I worked on, The New Adventures of Flipper, as a marine biology student. And uh, they actually were halfway through filming the pilot in Hawaii when they packed up and moved the production to the Gold Coast. And it got picked up and what do you know, I was a marine biology student for probably a lot longer than actual marine biology students study. It was four seasons and there was so much going on. So landing there, I hadn't had an agent before and I thought it would be a great opportunity to to get on set. So uh, with the amount of work available too, working in hospitality at the time as well, I managed to have a look at, and we're talking really (laughs) pre-internet, For those of you who've grown up with the internet. So uh, it was a little bit harder, but nonetheless, um, great to get involved in some productions without going through an agent. And you sort of get some feedback on who's who, uh, who's good, who's not. Uh, the Gold Coast has a really, and still does have a really transient population. So a lot of people are moving through all the time, which means shonky operators can set up shop and just stay there. Just keep changing the name whenever they want and, and, and staying where they are with fresh talent, so to speak, coming through their doors, um, parting with cash. So in that environment, I was pretty savvy to what to sort of avoid. Look, I found an agent who was also a casting agent. So they do a lot of casting for television commercials and they have a lot of people on their books uh, like me at the time, happy to be you know, featured extra and put forward for television commercials, but not a lot of acting experience. And I wasn't really taking acting that seriously at the time. So and, and, and there was lots of work available. They had headshots taken uh, by a professional photographer they were in touch with and they recommended, which is also good. I don't mind doing that. Uh, happened again recently when I came back into the industry. At the time, I, I, you know, if they weren't happy with the photos, well, talk to your photographer. You recommended them and it's up to you guys to sort out a new shoot because, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, obviously you've got to have a decent headshot. And in the days before social media, that's how that's all they know of you. A headshot is so, so important at the time. Absolutely lent on their experience to recommend a good photographer. I had to pay for that and that was fine. Fairly reduced rate because of the recommendation from the um, the agency. A couple of months later, they, they called me in and they said, look, we publish a magazine which has a representation of our talent and we'd like you to be a part of that. It's sort of invite only. In my head, I'm thinking, God, how much is this going to cost? And sure enough, there was a cost associated with that. And when you think about it, um, sheets of headshots would be dispatched sometimes to casting directors and magazines uh, are a great way to sort of see a bit more about talent that a casting or an agent agent would, would, would have on their books that they would highly recommend. Um, and they would get this magazine and sort of be as well as um, uh, sheets of headshots from that agency's talent. Obviously, when a job is posted, they're sent specific uh, headshots and, and talent for that brief. But in the meantime, hey, here's the people I've got on my books and here's uh, in a magazine some more detail of what we're really happy with, the talent that we're really happy with pushing at the moment. I said, yep, fine. I've got no problem being in that, but uh, I don't have any money and I'm happy to pay for it, but coming out of the work that I get from you. 
So this is a good one because if they really think that they can make money out of you, absolutely, they're going to push you. And if it involves something extra, in this case, it was that magazine, they shouldn't have a problem taking their percentage for their standard fee. I think it was 10% at the time, plus, um, you know, the, the paying back over a period of time, the cost associated with that extra. And uh, they're fine with that. And that was a really solid way of showing me that they are, um, you know, decent and they weren't trying to make money out of me, but rather from me getting work. Happy story. I got the shots. I uh, was really happy with the, the look. I've still got a copy and I'll post I'll post a link so you can see Young Maxi and uh, what I made, the magazine, and it, and it unlocked a lot of opportunities for me. Uh, in fact, I remember turning up on set and a couple of first ADs in the two different productions at the time said to me, oh, you're the cyclist because one of the shots me cycling and I knew they were referencing me from the magazine. So the photos were floating around. So it worked quite well, but that was a nice little extra test after only working with the agent for a few months to really make sure that they're interested in my development and and helping me succeed in the industry. Uh, they had a couple of free courses as well on, you know, casting for TVC, that sort of thing. So I uh, really wanted to equip their talent with the tools to succeed, to help them make more money. It's a business. And uh, it was really refreshing because at the time, I mean, I can tell you some really horrible stories. There were some agents who, you know, they were happy for you to part with cash on the spot. They will tell you exactly what you want to hear. We think you're amazing. We've got, you know, they've got all the frame photos behind them of productions that they've never worked on. Famous people that they would never have met to say, we're legitimate. We think you're amazing. You've got the talent. Hey, we'd love to represent you. Um, you know, 50 bucks to... To, to, to join and we'll send you with, you know, our old mate so-and-so who's got a camera and uh, get some great photos for you and that's another package and then, you know, just all these different levels of getting money out of you and then you would just not hear anything because obviously, you know, they might send something away once or twice by accident but hey, they're, they're not in the business of pushing talent, they're in the business of making money out of talent. I've seen some of those operators in the 90s who would literally have the same office, some dodgy little office up a back set of stairs and, you know, they just change their name, get another lot of talent through. Sometimes their signage would just be a printed A4 piece of paper above a door and people would still part with their money. So... They still kept going with the little scam. It was really, it's really, it's really disheartening because you get some people turning up and they're in the same space as you. You know, they've been on set a few times. They've earned a bit of money, um, but only through their current agent and they'd, you know, been out of pocket $1,500, $2,000, mid-90s Australian dollars <laughs> because they uh, made a few bad choices. I, I remember, I remember looking for a next step and I'd, I'd worked with this agency for quite a while and I was looking at going to take acting a bit more seriously, do a course, a few workshops, and find an agent who was more about developing actors um, as a talent. I went to one agent who promised the world, and <laughs> I I remember being a bit worried at the time, but they didn't ask me for any money up front. So, okay, I'll hear you out. I remember going to what they called a casting for a client, and I turned up and literally the, the waiting room was full and there was everyone. Men, women from 75 years old all the way down to, to kids, toddlers even. Uh, it was a hodgepodge. I mean, you used to walk into a waiting area, right, for a casting and there's lots of people who look like you. It's like, it's creepy sometimes. But um, that's the norm. So immediately my, my, 
my alarm has been triggered and I'm thinking to myself, you are not casting for a particular client. There is no way you would have everyone from all these different looks coming in one after the other in a random order to do a piece to camera for a specific client. And by the time I got in there, I was fuming. I mean, I'd driven an hour and a half or two hours to get to Brisbane from the Gold Coast for this, you know, opportunity. I mean, I've been to many castings in, in Brisbane and, and, and worked on many locations in Brisbane. It's not a problem. It's part of the job. But uh, to get there and have this scenario play out was le- <laughs> less than optimal. So I'm in there and I said straight away, um, oh, so who's the, uh, who's the client? It's not an inappropriate question. Um, <laughs> generally, it's written on the form you fill out while you're in the waiting room and there certainly wasn't that even. And sometimes even when I'm at a casting, even now, like I'll see for a TVC, you know, I'll see the client and I'll go, oh, interesting, I know that brand. Um, I, I've, I remember some of their advertisements and it sort of helps me come in a bit more armed. And and also sometimes when you learn before the day, you know, you can sort of have a look and see uh, one in particular, there was a charity casting for a commercial and just looking online, just having a brief skim, it took me 30 seconds, I could see you know, their color was blue, blue. Everyone was wearing blue. Their blue logo would stand out because of that. (laughs) You're looking at lots of advertisements where there's lots of gray background and blue for the character and the logo to stand out. Obviously, when I did a self-tape for that, I wore a blue polo. Like (laughs) sometimes it's little things like that that can really help. Anyway, and the cast director wants you to succeed. They want to be able to have the right talent the, the best, you know, to put forward to their, their client and, and they only want you to succeed. And if that helps a little bit, hell, okay. <laughs> um, oh, it's a client that just, uh, oh, it's a, it's, I don't, I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. I think they just, they didn't tell me a name, obviously no brand. I said, well, what sort of, what sort of casting are you looking for? I mean, everyone seems to be out there. It's, oh, we're casting a family. Oh, we're going to also, and this was a big thing at the time where a lot of agents were like, oh, we're going to put you on the internet. We're going to put your photo on the internet. And as a result of that, you know, we want to charge you X amount of dollars and also, you know, a monthly fee because you're going to be on the internet. And I said, look, straight away, I'm like red flags everywhere. I'm like, I do not want you to put me on the internet. I don't want my face under your brand is what was playing out in my mind. But I politely said, no, you know, there, there was the hit for money. So they'd told me there were going to be great things and uh, sure enough, there's a casting coming up that you'd be great for. Sure enough, there was and it was bullshit. And, and they wanted to just basically uh, milk everyone with money while they're sitting there in front of the camera on the hotspot. It's almost as though if you weren't signing up and saying yes and parting with your cash, they're not going to send the footage that they're going to take of you to this fantasy client. What a joke. So... <laughs> I, I Look, I'm a member of some forums on social media and even as recently as this week, I've seen people posting about how unhappy they are with, you know, looking for an ager and seeing these simple, similar things play out. You know, p- people still doing the same old tricks. We're going to pay you a premium to get some photos taken, you, you know, and we're going to pay you, uh, sorry, we, we want you to pay a premium and we want you to pay a monthly fee or a joining fee. I mean, come on. Seriously, if you are in business to make money in this industry as an agent, you want your talent to succeed. You want them to be a top of mind of all the key stakeholders. You want their body of work to be amazing and varied and on trend, whatever's whatever's working at the moment. You to, to do that, you've got to arm them and help them. 
you don't want to put them on the spot and and absolutely milk them of as much money as possible. And some situations where recently in Sydney, people have said, look, you know, I've paid them a monthly fee and I've never had a phone call. And then when I look online, there's like hundreds and hundreds of talent. And I'm just wondering how much they're making a month out of this rather than actually getting people work. How do you find a good agent? Well, let me talk you through what happened to me the second time after 20 years of corporate uh, coming back into the industry. Fresh in my mind were my experiences on the Gold Coast for five years, hoping it had changed for the, hoping it had changed for the better, but hey. The first thing I did was make sure I was a member of the union, the MEAA here in Sydney, here in Australia. I, I lent on them. I thought, well, I did a bit of research first. So I, I looked online, looked at, at the agencies, had a little informal sort of ranking. You know, first of all, do I recognize anyone that they represent? Have I seen them in a television commercial, in, in film, in te- television series? And what sort of body work have they got? What sort of people do they have that might look like me? Do they have a whole lot of middle-aged guys who do a lot of corporate work? Like, because I probably don't want another one. Do they have like... A thousand photos. Is there just so many people? Do they only do extra work and are starting to do acting? Like what's the, you know, and also online checking out reviews. Um, But social media being what it is, it's like going on Google and saying, you know, what's the best restaurant near me? You know, you're going to get some good reviews, some bad reviews. So don't just write them off for a few bad reviews. Find out because they might not be right for someone else. They They might be right for you. They might not be right for others is what I'm trying to say. I had three that I'd shortlisted that sort of passed these tests. They had some talent I could recognize. They had sort of limited amount of people. There wasn't like, you know, a thousand photos of of people that they were representing. You know, there there were more great reviews than, than average ones. I thought that'd be great for my first step coming back out of 20 years in the cold. I then called the union and look, they, to the, to their credit, they can't recommend one over another, and they certainly shouldn't, and they don't. All I was asking was, of these three agents, are there any issues? Do you have any issues you're dealing with as a result of, of people working for these, or talent working for these, or any, any sort of issues at the forefront that are dealing with any of these without you know saying any particular one? Uh, no, was the answer, you, you'll be fine on the right track. So that was a good thumbs up from someone who, from people who really are exposed to all elements of the industry. The next step was uh, booking appointments with all three. When you're going in and literally it was either three within like three days, it was like one a day back to back. (laughs) So talk about making it even easier to compare. I went to one and it was, uh, wasn't very friendly. Hey, take a seat in the meeting room. Uh, We'll be there in a minute. Uh, 10 minutes later, they come in, fill out this paperwork and they walk away, fill out the paperwork. I was a good boy. Then was a quick chat on where I'm at and then a lengthy chat on what they do and where they're at. They were just changing names from one agency to another. And that kind of was a bit of a, actually a little bit of a warning for me. I'm like, okay, it's interesting. Um, but hey, not unheard of. It's okay. So uh, got through the process. When I left, I realized I'd certainly had a lot more of them selling themselves to me than than me being able to explain not just where I'm at but like what I want from an agent or what what sort of work I'm looking for at the moment I have massive imposter syndrome maybe I could do just a few extra jobs to start off with that sort of thing none of that and then went to the next day the second one uh, in the city nice big tower uh, walked in and geez the place was a mess (laughs) 
really stepping over and around stuff to to get to the principal of the place to to actually have a chat with. And sitting down at her desk, it's, you know, um, hey, how you doing? Very relaxed, no paperwork this time, just a chat. And a bit more, a bit more informed, a bit more relaxed. Uh, or they could already. I asked a couple of questions, and they were like, "Oh, you've worked in the industry before." I'm like, "Yeah," and I told them the story, and just went straight out with, "This is what I'm looking for. This is where I'm at. Does this fit with the type of talent you you can you accommodate? Um, do you think you can, you know, make money out of me? Do you think there's an opportunity for me at the moment in the industry?" You know, got some great feedback. You know, yeah, there's lots of work at the moment. There's, there's particularly for uh, for someone like you and with your corporate experience, because most people we cast that are like you are in corporate. They don't, they're not available. And obviously, you've got the corporate guy. You've got, you know, the, the, you know, the managers, employees, a corporate look. You know, the doctor, lawyer. Um, you know, all the uniforms, all that sort of stuff. So some demand and not a lot of supply. So good feedback. And it was great to sort of get insight into where the industry was at. So I quite enjoyed that chat, but kind of left the office thinking, okay, that's top of the list of two. Uh, they went to the third agent the next day. It was a day that they have regularly where, you know, they look at prospective talent. I sat down and it was with, uh, with the, the owner of the agency and really openly said, yeah, we could see a, a place for you. I appreciate where you're at with imposter syndrome because, you know, I t- it's 20 years of being in corporate how will I feel on set? <laughs> how, how will I go? Let, let, you know, and I'm like so risk averse with the corporate mindset. I'm like, I just want to turn up and be in the background for the first few. I just, you know, extra work's fine just to see if I've, you know, still got that passion and still, you know, feel at home on set and help give me time to, to look for a great acting coach and, and there's some decent workshops to shake off the corporate cobwebs. So I, I, I said to have the, have the chat and I felt really comfortable. They're like, yeah, absolutely. We can see a place for you. We, we, need some photos do you have headshots i'm like no okay well it'd be obviously we need that um we've got a photographer we use and and you can use that package i would recommend not just getting one or two but getting four or five or six you know so we've got like an actor's package so to speak yes it's more money but um that way you've got yourself set up as an actor so that when you're ready to step from extra work to acting, you don't have to come in for a reshoot and source new photos and the rest of it. I thought, okay, that's that's great. <laughs> Instead of paying twice and getting photos sourced twice, so here's an agent that's saving me money and time um, and energy on both, you know, for both of us. So great, absolutely acknowledged where I was at and what my needs were at the time and what I was looking for. Great, could see a place for me as an actor. So yep, wonderful. Look, they they had. Uh, a lot of experience um, with extra work. That was their bread and butter still at the time because that's who they were in that particular brand in that space. And they had uh, started to to represent more acting talent who weren't doing extra work at all, who had perhaps but, but weren't and were focused on moving forward as an actor and under a different brand were being represented by them. That's okay because I'm dealing with people who are really hungry to succeed in an avenue where I want to succeed in. And I could see that and I was certainly getting that vibe from them. And I've also dealing with people who had a lot of contacts because of the type of work, the type of productions that, that their talent was working on, the connections with uh, Australian broadcasters, you know, the networks, um, meant that the doors are open for them. Uh, the dialogue's already open with with casting uh, directors, and so they're there. And with thanks to the extra work and their credibility in the industry, as a result of that length of time they've spent servicing the needs of casting directors, in the terms of extra work, yet they're really hungry to succeed 
in acting, which is where I am as well. I walked away, not making any commitment, but I kind of knew that was the one. I just wanted to think about it more because, you know, being 20 years of corporate, so risk averse still, uh, which is a good thing. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's my money. I don't have to be impulsive all the time. Anyway, so I had to think about it. I decided they, they were absolutely the one and I absolutely, absolutely enjoyed giving them a phone call and saying, you guys are it. I, I really want to commit to you guys. And at that moment, a, a, a switch flicked in my head that was, I now trust you. If you tell me I need to do extra work here or there or whatever to help my experience or portfolio work or meet a certain casting associate or whatever, I absolutely I'll do it. Uh, that unlocked another opportunity with uh, with uh, uh, at someone who teaches acting, uh, presenting to camera, works as a producer in in the industry as well, who helped coach some of their agents uh, running a course on, for new talent to come into that business on the business side of it uh, at the moment, which was a great opportunity for me to go straight into the lay of the land in Australia at the moment, how things have changed. That was so valuable. Um, it wasn't, no, it wasn't a cost. Uh, at least I don't remember it being a cost. So certainly if it was, it would have been nominal, but uh, but it was, it was great. So anyway, uh, two days later, the first one I saw, uh, the, 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 the 10 minutes of paperwork, rang me and said, oh, congratulations, Max, we've decided that you are perfect for us. We would love to represent you. Here's what we can... I said, look, I'll stop you there. Thank you very much for getting back to me. Appreciate the opportunity. However, I'm going to have to decline. I've decided to move forward with someone else. Silence. Uh, and quite shocked. Uh, um, um, can I ask who? Sure, I told them. And then they said, well, well, why? And I said, well, having a conversation with them, it really felt like it was one-on-one. I'm not a number of, you know, a thousand people. And they'd really acknowledged where I'm at and where I want to go and had responded with some feedback around how they can help me get straight back into the industry and find my legs as quickly as possible and, and succeed as an actor with them. When someone sits you down as an actor and says, let's talk about your development, absolutely you listen because how many times does that happen, <laughs> right? You're, it's a very disempowering business as an actor because you so often feel like you're on your own and I guess that's also motivation for why I wanted to start this podcast. Hopefully that gives you an insight into what to look for and uh, also some warning signs, what to look out for. So looking forward to bringing an agent or two into the podcast in the coming episodes to have a chat about once you've got an agent, what the hell does that mean? Looking forward to getting a couple of agents in to really talk about what they look for from their actors that they represent. Uh, what would make one, stand, say their level in terms of talent, what would make one stand out more and be easier to represent or better? Or what, what things can you do as an actor with an agent to help? So thank you for listening to Two Unemployed Actors this week. I'm Max without Sam. He'll be back next week. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media. Until next week, goodbye. Two unemployed actors.